I, I, speaking of which, like I, I don't have a recording of the of the theme song, like um, uh, like the boys normally play to get themselves hyped up. It does not work on me because they play it at normal speed, and it is the slowest song ever. But I figure I could just do. Well, however it goes. Um, but that's. I, I thought that was the real recording. I thought you were just tricking me again. I, I every time I'm on, I like watch them. Like, yeah, this is awesome. Like, so slow. This is ser- like irritatingly slow. Yeah. Um, it's practically a lullaby at that point. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> is this gonna be the whole episode? We're just gonna roast them. Is that what's gonna happen? Well, okay, like, uh, like uh, I, we should say something about what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. And um, you had uh, you had some some time uh, all by yourself. I've been um, abandoned again. You know, you've been abandoned, and this is this is always a good time for you to record. And we might not get a, a like a chance to record with you in the near future because I am going to be occupying starting in June every. 11 weeks of your time uh doing orville reviews Mm -hmm. and so you're definitely not going to have time for like backlog breakdown and stuff um and so we like pitched like hey it's been a while since we did 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 a pwncast uh here's some ideas and i there were good ideas like several of them were really really good i know i'm so smart um, yeah and uh and they went and recorded with somebody else instead (laughs) And so now, to be fair, though, that was a patron pick. So, you know, I get it. And then there's Colin Moriarty. And I get that, too. Well, He's yeah, as that, cool as me. But, you know, who really is? Honestly, I do want to point out and, and I, I, I will put this whichever side we decide to be the public one. Like in my last uh, in my last bite sized, I brought up Yemen. Mm hmm. And, uh, and everybody snoozed on that. And then Colin came in and was like, this is the most important thing ever. And I was, and, and they're like, really tell me more. I, (laughs) I have been preaching the Yemen thing for years. Also Colin brought up, it's like, y'all are so cool. Y'all, y'all record on Zencaster too. And they're all like, yeah, no, we're awesome. We love Zencaster. Not mentioning the times when, when they were like, you know, Paul, I don't want Zencaster. It's just so complicated. That's my impression <laughs> of them. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, that- come on, come on. Zencaster <laughs> versus like, you know, 2005, you know, internet calling technology. Come on. How can you really compare those two? <laughs> uh, but actually that was, that was a very, very cool interview. And I, I'm not upset that there were other, other episodes. I just like, I, I felt bad for you because oh, no. you're, you're, you're like, we like the two of us were like, yeah, what are we going to do this? This is amazing. And you're like, I have one week left. Maybe I could do Friday. I'm not sure guys. Mm-hmm. guys guys and uh and so we finally were just we're, we're gonna do we're gonna do a pwn cast uh yeah half a pwn cast you know with with half the ponies yes yes uh, like a half gallon size milk versus a full gallon you know that's okay yes it still quenches your thirst right uh so if those if those of you who do not know us we're not the normal coast of the what are you talking about breakdown. i'm totally josh we we are we are the two favorite guests 
uh, of the backlog breakdown. Number one and number two. Um, which one's which though? Well, we don't need to like we don't need to call <laughs> each other out like that. We, like, everybody ah. knows. <laughs> everybody knows. It's obvious. Uh, and um, and we are also the other half of the Playwell Network. Um, we are the I, P and the W of the Playwell Network. Come on, the poem. <laughs> the P right. and the W. <laughs> and you're the That's P. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And um, poor Josh isn't there at all. <laughs> The J is silent. It's silent. The J is silent. Yes. Um, uh, and uh, and so uh, you are the Hinchin dad himself. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Yeah. And they, well, I, I mean, you, they yeah. can't take it away. Like, if nothing else, you have the the, the Twitter handle. That's true. That's true. I can't. I'm not going to get rid of that anytime soon. Right. So yeah, uh, I, you know, I, I really do need to put the himself in there. And you know, I'm doing it right now. I'm adding the himself this moment. This is history. <laughs> but yes, I am the Henshin Dad himself. Um, and um, you uh, you have occasionally the Henshin Dad podcast. Very more occasionally nowadays, yes. Yeah, and uh, I am the Techno Funk Boy. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, is it the Techno Funk Boy or just Techno Funk Boy? The Techno Funk Boy is the. Oh, okay. It's the name of the band. Gotcha. Okay. So you have to have the definite article. I don't have to. Like, I'm not going to get bad. But are you going to get offended? <laughs> well, we've already established in this episode that I get offended uh, with, you know, people who are not us on the podcast at all. No, yeah, not, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Colin Moriarty, who's that guy? <laughs> Sounds like a villain name to me. It really uh, does, doesn't it? He's got yeah. the perfect villain name. <laughs> All right, it has been changed. It has been changed. That's awesome. <laughs> Everybody, follow knows. the Henshin Dad himself on Twitter. <laughs> um, Fox, this is going to just get me like an explosion in popularity. I'm just going to yeah. skyrocket to the top. Well, um, it's been uh, it's been several weeks, and I'm not going to do the voice because I don't really no. know the song very well. Uh, no, I don't think anybody does. Uh, it's not a good song. Oh no, no, it's not. I first heard it actually. The first time I heard that song was in like 2000 or 2001 with the uh, the Digimon movie. Actually, for some reason, they just thought, "Let's put this band called ba- Bare Naked Ladies or whatever it is." Is that what it is? I don't know. I, I don't know. It was I, it like, was like the introductory song to the movie, like this this Japanese anime. Let's put the song in it. It, it makes perfect sense, right? Let me tell you, I, convincing my parents to get me the soundtrack to that movie was very difficult after they looked at the song list. <laughs> By the way, like I worked at Barnes and Noble in the late nineties and SNL put out a, um, a couple of albums of great live performances from SNL, which is a great idea. Mm -hmm. And, um, I noticed on one of them, they had a sticker covering up the track list and on the sticker was an exact replica of the track list. And, uh, or almost exact, there was one thing missing. And I was finally like looking at, it, I was like, what the heck? And they had taken the name of the Nirvana performance off. And 
I was like, what Nirvana performance is this? And we finally had one open and it was rape me, uh, which is, um, yeah, one of those that'd be problematic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great song by the way. Uh, but not, uh, but not, not, and not one of those titles that, um, inspire confidence. It's, it's kind of like when my mom called and she was over at her friend's house and, um, gosh, what was that band's name? Uh, Marcy Playground. It, like she had found that uh, the mom's friend had found a cassette tape that her son bought of Marcy Playground, and she was looking at the track list. And number track number one is "Sex and Candy," which, by the way, is a fantastic song. <laughs> and how old at the time were you? Um, was I? Oh, I was like uh, I was like twenty, and so they oh, were okay. calling me, going, "This this song is Sex and Candy. Do you know it?" And I was like, "Heck yeah, that song's amazing. That's great." <laughs> and they were like, "Well, is it appropriate for like a fifteen year old to have?" I'm like, "Oh heck yeah, yeah, definitely." I, I don't know. I actually don't know if I I said that. I don't think that song is actually about sex. Uh, I don't. I like. It's been a while though. That's a good song. Okay. Kind of so like, like I don't the, think uh, the Buzzfeed titles of the time, you know. Well, yeah, it's like, yeah, <laughs> titles were bad. Um, <laughs> all that to say, I did want to, I like, I remember, I remember being on, uh, on a property. I think I was getting a hair haircut. I was driving home uh, after this haircut and I heard that, that song, the, um, the, it's been however, whatever, how many weeks. And I remember thinking it was not the first time I heard it, but I was really listening to it. And I was like, goodness. Rock and roll's just dead. <laughs> and it's now 20 years later, and I wish mm-hmm. I had been wrong. But I wasn't. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It, it, that was the day. That was the day that rock and roll died. Right. <laughs> Forever. 100%. <laughs> I was getting my hair cut when I turned on the radio. <laughs> so is this the tribute song? Okay. <laughs> You're witnessing history here, everybody. Come on. Exactly. Yes. Um, so, um, uh, what have you been up to? What is, what is, what, what is your, let's, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. see a little backlog report here. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, instructions for putting together like a dish rack holder. Yeah. Oh, my, mine That's... are my D and D notes from last session, which I don't really need anymore, except I need to copy down the, the treasure that they found. Sounds definitely more interesting Um, for me. I mean, gosh, I got like precious little. Honestly, I thought, you know, oh, yeah, everybody's out of town. I can just like stay up late. I can just play games or watch something. And I'm just like, no, I just I just want to go home. I want to eat my dinner and I just want to go to bed. So I've been going to bed at basically like 830, nine o'clock, like every single night. And I'm just like, I guess this is what turning old is like, you know, Which I'm okay with. I'm totally fine with that, honestly. So, I mean, I haven't really been doing anything. I've been watching like the, like I was mentioning to you, but not to really anybody else. Cause I feel like it's just kind of like, you know, a two way conversation here, but, uh, you know, episodes <laughs> of star Trek here and there, like the first episodes usually. And, Oh, we should talk about like, like everybody, we have no idea what we're going to talk about. We have many oh, no. topics. Yeah. Uh, in the hopper, but that that I would love to talk to you about. Uh, like okay. th- that's such a cool idea. It's the pilot episode of like several. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I mean, do you want me to go on that now or continue my my backlog report? No, no back backlog report. That okay. we'll, then we'll hit the topic of the day, which is gotcha. going to be multiple things, <laughs> very many things. Yes. <laughs> um, 
yeah, other than that, I haven't really been doing a whole lot. Just, you know, getting end of the year stuff ready. Spent about eight hours on Saturday or Sunday. I don't even know which day it is, honestly. It was the weekend. And I put in all the grades that I need for the report card for the end of the year. So I don't have to wait till the very last day. I'm actually ahead of the game on this point. So I'm just like, yes, very nice. And then about the only thing that I've been playing. And, you know, I don't know what you've heard about it, but the Star Wars game that was released a few years ago, Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Have you heard anything about that? I've heard of it, but not really. I'm only a couple hours into it because I just kind of just like, okay, I'll give it a try. I'll give it a try. And surprisingly, it's like really engaging, at least for these first few hours. Like the protagonist is actually competent and he's just kind of an interesting character. He's like just a cool redhead dude, just a normal dude. And he was a Padawan at some point. And you get a little bit of mystery at the beginning, but not everything. And they're doing these flashbacks to his training and everything. And I'm just like, oh, this is actually kind of nice. Like this is just what this feels like regular Star Wars. I haven't felt like regular Star Wars since like... I watched the original trilogy back in like, you know, 1997. <laughs> it's just very pleasant. Like, I was like, oh, this is, this is comfortable. When, when did that come out? Is that, uh, was that back in LucasArts days or is that, is that like an Activision or something title? I think it just came out like oh, it's recent. two or three years ago. Wow. Maybe 2019. Well, that's a... But, I'm playing it through Xbox Game Pass, so I, I didn't have all the information like immediately available. But I was just like, <laughs> you, don't right, what? What? you don't have notes. What? You don't have notes? Nothing. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like the original release was 2019. Um, okay. So this is uh, it's an EA game, which mm-hmm. or developer was Respawn Entertainment. I don't know who that is. I don't follow games anymore. I just know EA sucks. Activision yep. sucks. They all suck now. All of them. Basically, I by and Nate comes out and is like, I don't trust Square Enix. It's like, well, I'm sorry. Have you looked at everyone else in the world lately? Because <laughs> Square's the only one who's put out halfway decent games. Mm-hmm. I mean, that Final Fantasy VII remake. Let me tell you, that was fun. It was did decent. You play that? What did you did you play it? I played it all the way through. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've I, heard I've heard it's good. Obviously, I'm not going to play it. Well, yeah, yeah. Eventually. I mean, it's, it's 30, 30 years from now. 30 years from now. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I was like, oh, this is this is fun. This game was very well received. Yeah, like it got good reviews and yeah. I figured, oh, wow. it's probably, the story is probably terrible. But no, these first couple hours, it's like, oh, this I mean, it kind of feels similar to the storytelling that you'd find in like the Clone Wars show or the Rebel show. I don't know what you've watched of Rebels, but I mean, Clone Wars obviously has pretty decent story. Yeah, no, I dig it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So I, I would say at least watch a little bit of, you know, the opening or something on like a Let's Play. And, you know, right. See yeah. What it's like. OK, so it's uh, five years after Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. So nice. Yeah. And he's a he was a I guess. Yeah. Just a, just a young Jedi that survived the purge and is hiding out, basically. I, I mean, I guess like that's like every other story that's said around the same time. But oh, OK. All right. That's why I remember this actor's name. The guy who's playing the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, did you watch Gotham, the TV show? Oh, okay. Uh, I never watched Gotham, but I did see the pictures when the game first released, like comparing the actor to. Yeah, he plays. He's the Joker character in Gotham, gotcha. and he was mm-hmm. like, okay, uh, like Gotham got really super soap opery, but dang, that first season was so good. Was and it okay? The uh, the villains were were just amazing in it. And, uh, he, he, uh, like 
I mean, he scared the crap out of me. And so, um, <laughs> there you go. I, uh, he was, uh, he was so good in that role. And, um, mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very, uh, yeah, the first, uh, at least the first season was, um, super solid and, and, uh, and I'd, I'd really actually really like to, to rewatch it. It, it, it started to get goofy. I didn't make it past season two. I don't think, okay. but it was start starting to get goofy, goofy, uh, around then, mm-hmm. but okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're looking for a decent Star Wars story, it seems like this is going to deliver. Like, I don't know anything about the end game, really. So, you know, it could go completely south. But from what I've heard, it's got great reviews from even like, you know, can you call them vintage Star Wars fans? Yeah, vintage Star Wars fans. So or or just Star Wars fans. Yeah. Okay. real Star Wars fans. How about that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we're gatekeeping all over the place here. I'm proud (laughs) of it. There's nothing wrong with gatekeeping. Nothing. nothing, literally nothing. Nope. I think people think I'm joking. I don't know about you. I am not. Oh, I'm, not, I'm definitely not joking. <laughs> nope. I am 100% there. I'm in a completely different fandom than you. And I absolutely believe in gatekeeping. <laughs> uh, but that looks pretty good. All right. So that's, that's about cool. it for me. Just, you that's know, it. surviving. All right. Um, yeah. 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 Well, uh, uh, I, uh, you know about this. Um, uh, uh, not many other people know. I, I have finally been promoted it is 10 years overdue um nice. to be fair to be fair some other stuff happened in those 10 years i opened you know i i started my own insurance agency it collapsed after three years i went back to my old position uh and uh and then they did not promote me for you for, for four years which they should have but they finally have and so Excellent. i'm I'm cleaning up my current desk so that I can move next month into the new position. So that's been kind of been kind of been insane. It's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing like, uh, I'm an insurance adjuster and had about 260 claims on my desk. And it's one thing when you're just kind of monitoring them, you know, cause each one comes up every couple of months, you know, normally they're just like i'm on the medical side and so you know people go treat for a while and then i get a bill every six weeks uh i call them every two months just see how things are going or they just fall off and so it they're normal they're normally fairly low maintenance um but having to kind of deal with all of them right now is uh it's a lot it's a lot and so um kind of be dealing with that i've um I still am in the last, the last area of Octopath Traveler. I uh, am trying to figure out like a good several hours that I can kind of just sink my teeth into at least the ending cycle because I'm sure I'm going to die several times. Of course. Um, yeah. And um, I was trying to move my dice and I dumped them all out. Uh, and <laughs> I, and I like I haven't had more than like like 20, 25 minutes to play in a single sitting forever. And so I went back to like Baldur's gate Two to just, you know, kind of do some short quests. And I actually started another semi-modern game, uh, Ori in the blind forest. And, um, I am, uh, I, that's a, that's a heck of a game. I'm really enjoying that a lot. And, um, I've heard good things about it, but I'm just, cause it's like a Metroidvania souls, like, you know, roguelike all that nonsense right? <laughs> right yeah metro with rpg elements and yes um, light rogue-like, rpg elements <laughs> rogue like souls like um <clears throat> yeah uh 
Yeah, but no, it's it's uh, it does have light RPG elements, but it is it is mostly a a platforming Metroidvania. But mm-hmm. it's beautiful, and the levels are great, and the design is so solid, and it's so responsive. It just it feels like the moves feel good. Okay, and uh, and it's two D, which all games should be because it's proper. Uh, and um, and so I, I've really kind of gotten into that. I'm I'm spending most of my time though. I have I've uh, I have finished writing my first Dungeons and Dragons adventure, and that it's going to go on sale soon, oh, nice. very soon. Um, but it is a one. It's like a one or two session adventure. And I, but I am now writing my first campaign, mm-hmm. which is going to be extended like 20, 30 sessions long. And I have a really good plot for it. Um, I showed you all the the logo for it that uh, I made up. Beautiful logo. Thanks. Yeah, I, I was really happy with it. And um, I could tell you were fishing for comments there. So you know. I was. Well, did that <laughs> was it? Y'all, I had to tell. Yes. Y'all are the worst on that. It's like, hey, I responded. I did respond. I was the first. You, to respond. you respond. You yeah. No yes. no. Like, uh, like every time I do like every time I do something, I send it to all my friends. And then I spend the next two days going, my friends are seriously the worst. And it's not just y'all. It's like everyone. <laughs> and I finally have to go back. And it's like, and now you can comment on the thing I sent you. <laughs> and I feel like a jerk doing it. But it's like, guys, this is part of being friends with somebody who's creative. You've got to like listen to crap and look at crap and uh, <laughs> and all of that. Um, and so, uh, but I, yeah, I am. Um, and so like I'm in, a, I'm currently in an absolute panic. Because um, I'm set to do a test run of this game starting next week. Now, when y'all listen to it, it might already be done. But starting next week. And I lost a player. Oh, no. And I'm struggling to find one because this this is going to be recorded and it's going to be a podcast. It's kind of one of the things that I'm going to do with the Kickstarter. Is this like this, this game is going to have like I'm going to compose and record music for it. I'm going to write a novelization of the story and I'm going to have an actual play podcast of me DMing my way through the game uh, so that people can listen to that as well. And so there's going to be like a ton of stuff wrapped up into this thing. And it's like, I have like one week to find a replacement and I'm like thinking of like everyone Mm. and and even to like, like I forced you to play D and D once. And I was like, what about Wes? It's like, no, I pretty much forcing him to watch Orville. That's forcing. He's uh he's not going to be happy about me forcing him to do something else. I'm like, well, what about Nate? I'm like, no, he's got some, he's got some priorities coming up. Um, and, and I'm yeah, like going yeah. through. Going through all my friends and uh, and uh, it is not, it's not I'm I'm stressing out about it like this is um, I might have to push down this back this recording and I really don't want to because it's it's uh, I'm I'm really pumped about this but um, mm-hmm. um, that's gonna be the upcoming thing that we're both doing is um, you yes. you and Nerd Roddick got me absolutely hooked on Orville mm-hmm. in fact uh, my CRT television was playing Orville. When we started this recording, it turned oh, off. Oh, okay. Well, I was like, was that what that was? I wasn't yeah. sure if it was like Orville or it looked kind of like Monk to me. I wasn't really sure, honestly. I was going to try to rewatch the whole thing before the third season came out, and that's just not going to happen. But I'm, I'm going to get a good chunk of the way through season one again. And mm-hmm. um, I'm absolutely hooked on it. I have myself an Orville shirt. But as season three comes out on Hulu, starting in June, we are going to stream weekly our review of the current episode 
and put it up on YouTube as well. And uh, you did know it was weekly, right? I mean, I know that it's coming out weekly. Uh, I mean, there will be one day where it might be near impossible, but you know, because I'll be in a completely different state with no recording equipment. But I mean, if you want like a potato c- recording, I mean, uh, no, 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 anytime you need to miss is fine, or okay. or 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 move, or just uh, uh, or you want me to do it by myself, or double up mm. the next week is fine. Uh, okay, it's gotcha. not gonna okay. be like, whoo, this is a commitment. All right, I'm just yes. glad it was. I was under the impression it was going to be like 24 episodes. So the fact that you told me it was <laughs> no, going to be 11, I was, 11 oh. episodes, 11 episodes. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, Orville is ki- is kind of great, and uh, especially in the day when we do not have any Star Trek uh, TV series at all, like they don't exist. Like they, uh, and it's I really sad. It. Like it ended in two thousand, and that was it. I, I hear Paramount has the rights to do Star Trek, but they just won't. I don't get it. Uh, and um, but Orville is 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 pretty is pretty 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 good, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, uh, this is a Christian podcast. I feel like we need to do. look. Y'all are adults. Y'all know how to look up the content on a show. And if you're waiting for me to do it for you, let I'm, okay. There's this website. Everybody, I want you like this is this is a website that's going to tell you not only like the content but the plot, the cast, anything you want to know about a show. I want you to get a pen and write it down. It's www. dot g o o G L E dot com. And then y'all can quit being children and look stuff up yourself. Uh, Weekly is a weird word. Why do you think they call it that? <laughs> so y'all uh, look, uh, uh, we're, we're having to do this with the new Jurassic world uh, movie. Y'all can do it for Orville. Like uh, mm-hmm. uh, the kid, the Christian is super hyped about Jurassic World because he loves dinosaurs and uh, came That's out fair. that there's there's a queer character. In it, and I'm like, OK, hold up. We got to research before he goes. And um, why do you think they made one of the dinosaurs gay, though? <laughs> <laughs> it's ma'am. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> Dinosaurs don't speak English. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, they've been around us so long, they probably picked it up. <laughs> or it could be subtitled, you know. <laughs> Subtitle. It's ma'am. <laughs> well, I mean, that one raptor did have a blue streak on its skin. I mean, that. <laughs> It's like it's like the blue hair dye in modern world. Really? That's that's the dinosaur version of that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm gonna I like I have so many other things I could say right now. We're gonna move on. <laughs> this is not my podcast. I do not want to get them canceled. <laughs> oh dear, Josh and Nate. What did you say last episode? We weren't even in it. <laughs> Don't worry, Josh will fix it in post. It'll be okay. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, tell me, tell me about, tell like, okay. We've been talking about different Star Trek series for a while. Mm-hmm. What, what, like why, why the, uh, Hey, let's watch the first episode in each one type thing. Well, I mean, 
No particular reason other than the fact that I just really don't have any experience outside of like the next generation, Deep Space Nine, and those terrible movies that came out. I I mean that these terrible movies that didn't come out in two thousand and nine, you know, and beyond that, but And 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 beyond literally. Literally, yes. Yeah. Literally beyond. <laughs> I yeah, uh, oof, that was something. But uh, so have you seen the original like the originals movies? I have not. No, I've not seen. Oh, interesting. Basically, okay. anything outside of the next generation in Deep Space Nine. So at this point, I'm Did just like, well, I may as well just go ahead and start watching through them because, I mean, I was watching them with my wife when you know the kids were little and you know we really couldn't do anything because the kids are just kind of you know they're sitting there and you can't really go anywhere because you know they're just little little guys that just just sit there. So you know we we ended up watching it, but now that my kids are old enough, some of the stuff in there we're just kind of like, eh. Maybe, maybe not right now. Maybe in the future they can watch Star Trek. So I figured I'll just go through it myself and just kind of get into it. I mean, especially since we are watching the Orville and that's, you know, heavily drawing upon the original series. So right, I figured yeah. it was about time, you know, I, I, I like sci-fi sometimes. And, you know, the amount of good sci-fi, I mean, there's a lot of sci-fi out there, but the amount of good sci-fi is, you know, few and far between in depending on where you look. And I don't really want to look that far because I'm kind of lazy as well. So, you know, I'm just like, okay, let's go for the, like the flagship stuff. So. Uh, I've never seen anything from the original series other than just the first episode. That was the man trap. I think man trap. Yeah. It's a great. Episode. Okay. Uh, it's really good. Yeah. It's super long though. Goodness gracious. I'm like, I'm just, uh, I just don't like anything this past back- 24 minutes now. I just like, oh, oh, okay. If it goes longer than that, well, I just don't know what to do. Yeah. And that, it, I mean, it was the sixties and shows were even longer in the sixties, uh, you know, kind of in modern times, it went down to 45 minutes as an hour long show. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's gone down even more than that. But back then, no, it was a solid 50 minutes. Yeah. And so it's in it, uh, and it's, uh, yeah, it's slow paced and it, I mean, it's a, um, it's a slow burn. Uh, and and yeah. th- those episodes were. Which is fine. And I, and I feel like I need to start getting used to that a little bit more because like, I mean, I'm watching the, you know, 60s and 70s Ultraman series and, you know, they're only like 24 minutes long. So they have to be like, boom, boom, boom. We got to go. We got an entire like city we have to destroy before the time is up. So I mean, <laughs> he only cities, has three minutes. Like... So, uh, yeah, I started watching that and then I went ahead as, you know, against my better judgment, I started watching the first episode of Voyager, which was just kind of... <sighs> I don't even know how to describe Voyager, honestly. I, I could definitely see, like, right off the bat, there. this is a flawed show. This is weird. Okay. Interesting pilot idea. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's an interesting idea. And I feel like the concept, like, you know, them being lost in space, you know, I feel like that, that you can make a lot out of a show like that where people are just lost in space. It's kind of weird. But, um, and then watching the first episode, I haven't even finished the first episode of Enterprise because, like, it started off kind of interesting and then it's just, it's really oh, boring. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. As soon as that, uh, as soon as that theme song hits, you're like, "I'm sorry, excuse <laughs> yes. me." What is this? Like, am I watching like, Smallville now? What's going on? <laughs> well, I mean, in Star Trek, Star Trek has always had the best theme songs. Mm-hmm. Like the Next Generation theme song, which is actually from the movies, uh, the original movies. It, uh, oh, okay. But it's a banger. It's great, and Deep Space Nine theme song is just killer. And Voyager actually. Probably has the best one, um, even that though it was really wasn't yeah. my favorite show. But it's mm-hmm. it's such a great. And so when when that show started, like I was on the edge of my seat because I was such a fan of the theme songs. I wanted to see what they were going to do with this. And no, it's bad. It's like, <laughs> it, first of all, it's a song, which it shouldn't be. It should be mm-hmm. an instrumental. But it's not even a good song. 
No, it's it might be legitimately one of the worst songs I've ever heard. It was just so. I don't even know how to describe it. I really don't. It's just. It's like I've never listened to any Hanson songs, but I figured like <laughs> this is a Hanson song. <laughs> Hanson wanting to be like Backstreet Boys or NSYNC or something. I don't know, but this is what I picture in my head as a Hanson song. <laughs> Am I wrong? I don't know. I yeah, like uh, I need to listen to it again. Um, I remember thinking that it felt like 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 a, a Rod Stewart B side, like a very B side, like this is on the back half of the album type of a thing. And, Basically, uh, D side at that point, right? It's filler. It is filler. Uh, but no, it was it's it's real bad. And uh, like I wasn't a fan of Voyager. I did get through I think three seasons. Um, mm-hmm. And before I just like I, like like and I'm used to this. Like Next Generation's first season was not was very inconsistent. There mm-hmm. were some bad episodes in that. Deep Space Nine's first season was better than Next Generation's first season, but it was very rocky, very mm-hmm. rocky. And both of those shows turned out to be great. And so I was like, no, we'll just keep trudging along. You know, I um, I do like Tom Paris. I want to like other characters. I don't yet. I really want to want, like Tuvok. I don't. I love the Doctor. Doctor is the best. Oh, yeah. um, He's great. Uh, I don't like Janeway. I don't like Chakotay. I don't like anybody else. I don't like Torres. But maybe if I force myself, and it was finally after three seasons, like this is just not getting any better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I gave up. Now, there are Trekkies who swear by that show and say, now, like, and, and there are, I, I forgot if you looked up this or if this was my other friend that was looking up this. There are guides on, like, that was me. What, that was you. Okay. What, yeah. what episodes to watch, which I think is a great idea. Um, <laughs> and literally, the last one I looked at is just like two or three episodes a season. And I'm just like, that's the one I want. That's what I'm doing. Um, yeah, Enterprise. I did not even get through. I I didn't finish season one. It just it it never uh, and, and it it just it never appealed to me at all. I, like I just I didn't like nearly anyone in it, and um, it it just it struggled to get like a really good plot going. Um, and uh, uh, like okay, I don't know if you've gotten to the point where they start talking about the temporal Cold War. Have they you, mentioned it, yeah. Okay. Which is a cool so, name. Like that, that's which a cool is, thing. Like, I guarantee you they're like temporal cold war. We're doing that. I don't know what it means. We're gonna put that on there. That looks that sounds really good. But one of the first things they do is shoot at each other. That's not a cold war. <laughs> the definition of the cold war is there's no shooting. <laughs> oh gosh. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, I was yelling. Uh, I, well, I told you this story. I was like, um, so this is the thing I did back in this time period. Like when SG one got syndicated on TV, I was a huge fan of the, of the movie, uh, Stargate, which everybody should be. That movie is great. Um, and, uh, and so I was pumped about this show. And so I got myself blank VHS tapes and I was taping them in order six, uh, six per, uh, per tape. And if I missed one, I would leave a space for it so that I could put it back in order. And, um, and I, I recorded the whole first season like that, uh, uh, like on four cassette tapes. And I wanted to do that with Enterprise. And my mom – I was out of town when the first episode uh, aired, and my mom forgot to tape it. And I was mighty upset at the time. Um, and so I went to uh, I went to Barnes and Noble and I bought the novelization, which they put out in hardcover, which like 
pocketbooks never did that and it, it was like come on i gotta pay 20 bucks for this like i was normal like i i have tons of star trek novels but i was they were like seven bucks a piece it was great mm -hmm. but no i um i bought it and i read it and even reading it i'm like what temporal cold cold wars aren't this is clearly a hot war <laughs> <laughs> it sounds really cool though like it, no, if it's i saw that in the phrase, game i'd yeah. be like oh that's a cool idea yeah yeah let's do that i don't it doesn't make any sense when you think about it for more than two seconds but no that's something cool. that, that's absolutely something they would put in a jrpg yeah exactly. these are like th these are words that sound awesome together mm -hmm. they don't mean anything <laughs> I mean, if they put that in Bravely Default, I'd be like, yeah, that tracks. Totally. That makes perfect yeah. sense to me. Actually, that'd be perfect for Bravely Default. That'd be... Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, you know, uh, Bravely Second, the Third, uh, Temporal Cold War 2. <laughs> and then Temporal Cold War 1 comes afterwards because it's, <laughs> see, it's time travel. Get it? See? Yeah. Get it? Oh Get it? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That would be actually be really cool. Right. You know, that would be a terrible idea, like marketing wise, for any video game company to do that. But that would be kind of funny to like market what? like the first game in the series as the second one, and then the prequel as the first one. <laughs> that make no sense. But it'd be funny. Okay. I like funny. Well, I was gonna, well, they didn't market it this way, but that's you know the whole Luthia saga is um, is uh, uh, the first one. Actually, uh, you're, the heroes in the second game are what you f use in the prelude of the first game. And they're like, oh, we oh. beat the bad guys. Oh, mm -hmm. my goodness, we're dead. And now, and then it's like 100 years later, and, and their descendants are, um, uh, are now uh, like the bad guys are coming back, and their descendants have to rise up and fight it. Hmm. Um, by the way, that second game is amazing, but not, not, not any port because they ruined it. The original SNES game. Okay. Um, I, I've never uh, played any Luffy games, so. All right, so this is cool. Like, um, Taito did the first one, and it was it was a JRPG. You could play it. It was fine. That th there wasn't really anything wrong with it. It's just you there could wasn't, play it. <laughs> there wasn't anything special about it. I mean, it was clearly like we like Dragon Quest. Here's something like it, and. Um, uh, and, and so it was, it was, it was fine. It was fine. Uh, then square bought it, bought the property and made Luthia two, Luthia two. Uh, I keep saying Luthia. I'm sorry. Luthia. It's two. like Luthien. Like, isn't that a Lord yeah. of the Rings character? Well, that's also my cat's name is Luthien. That's why I'm talking Oh, okay. About. That's one of um, our rabbit's names actually. So, oh, nice. My dog's name is Gandalf. That works. Um, but yeah, Luthia two. Lufia 2 uh, came out, and so Square bought it, and they made it awesome. And um, so they had, uh, like, they had a lot of, like, ideas in there that became, like, big elsewhere. Like, Limit Breaks really kind of started in, in Lufia. Hmm, and, okay. um, like, they had capsule monsters that you evolved into larger monsters prior to Pokemon. And... Um, um, actually, like that. that's that's an Ultra Seven reference. <laughs> that was the original <laughs> Capsule Monsters. They even call them Capsule Monsters. I knew you were going to do that. That's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, uh, but it was it was much more puzzle based, and you could see you could see the enemies on the board, like on on the grid, and they would move when you moved. And so you can kind of plan your attacks and plan 
your movement through the rooms, but there was also like a lot of puzzles to get through doors and it was super creative game. It kind of um, sounds like the mystery dungeon series, actually. Have you I've played any played mystery dungeon games? No. Nuh -uh. Oh, okay. I mean, basically you're just going through a dungeon and a dungeon crawler and the enemies only move when you move. So yeah. Okay. Um, and then they even had like a bonus level that was a hundred level randomly generated dungeon that uh, was was pretty cool. And, that is one hundred percent a mystery dungeon game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Lufia Two was pretty happening. I don't know if it's available anywhere. Uh, you can always emulate it. We at the Backlog Breakdown always encourage that. <laughs> Heavily. <laughs> Heavily. Especially um, for brand new games that just came out. Right, right. All right. So um, I, I, I remember you saying like my, my complaint with Janeway is that she's always she's she was always an emotional thinker. Mm -hmm. and she would put her crew in danger for stupid crap all the time because she felt like it. And well, like, I think even you were picking that up in the first episode. Well, the, the Vulcan guy specifically says, hey, this is going to violate the prime directive. If we do this, this is probably a bad idea. We shouldn't do this. And she's like, no, nah, it'll be fine. Let's do it. <laughs> Right. Yeah. No, this happens throughout. It's like, it's, you know, who was it? Oh, oh, it was that, it was that series that you turned me on to where they were doing the episode. The dude was doing the episode by Laura runner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Where he was talking about, and I thought this was brilliant. Like, um, uh, you know, Picard is a very, very idealistic com uh, commander. Like mm -hmm. he's like, you know, very, uh, I don't want to say letter of the law, but definitely spirit of the law. You know, he believes in this stuff and, um, uh, Cisco, but he's very, he's very decisive and he's a very good leader. Um, Cisco is a very Machiavellian leader, uh, where he's much more willing to embrace what is going to work. Mm -hmm. And he's also a great leader. And, um, and he's, he's, he's not unpredictable. He's very predictable in fact, but he's, um, he's, he's not, he's not opposed to doing the wrong thing to get the right outcome. Right. Like, um, like threatening to arrest in the first episode, threatening to arrest, um, Nog or whoever it was, uh, to keep Quark on the station. You know, that is not something that Picard would have done at all. Right. Yeah. He would. Uh, but they're both great leaders and they're both solid leaders. Uh, Jane way is, she doesn't have any, she doesn't have any, any ideals. She it's just whatever she thinks it's like, it's very warm and fuzzy leading. It's like, well, you know, this, this, this group made me sad. So let's go, mm -hmm. let's go save them. And everybody's like, we're, we're really seriously, we're trying to get home, you know? <laughs> Right. She's like, but they're warm and fuzzies over there. You know, <laughs> she is completely driven by her moral intuition elephant, like completely. Yeah. She just rampages through it. As far as I can tell, that just seems like the normal thing. So I'm just like, I don't know. And to put your entire crew at jeopardy because of that, just, just because of that. So it's like, come on, come on. Yeah. And that, that's one of the things I just, I disliked about her is like, cause like you, you have a, you have a primary responsibility to, these people on your ship mm -hmm. and you're in trouble. Like you need to prioritize, like that should be your like 99.9% .9 of your focus is, is we've got to keep these people safe. Then we got to get them home. 
Yeah. And uh, she's so willing to throw them, throw them away for anything. Uh, and it's, it's like, it's just bad leadership. And I, 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 I never, I never connected with her as a character um, mm-hmm. for that. Which is kind of a bummer, like hearing that and like thinking like, oh, there are seven seasons of this, aren't there? Oh, boy. And these are full seasons, like network TV, 24 episodes, 45 yes. minutes. Oh, my yes. gosh. Okay. That's why I really like that shortened list a lot. Yeah, I actually might hit that because like I, I know enough Trek uh, Trekkies who like really do love the show mm-hmm. that I feel like I should um, – I should take a, a, a longer look at it, but I, I would do it like on the abbreviated, like, like I, I, I really want to rewatch next generation and deep space nine completely. Mm-hmm. Um, I did just start getting the blu-rays for the original series and showing it to the kids. And, um, uh, yeah. Did you, did you, did you, uh, now I, I know you complimented man trap some, but did you actually like it? I did actually. I I thought it was actually just like really nicely done. I think I, the way I explained it is like the, everything feels very, and and whether or not this is true or not, I don't know, but everything feels very intentional about like the acting, like, you know, obviously it's the 1960s. They're a little bit, you know, coming off that, you know, stage and radio acting and all that. And it's very like over the top at times. But yeah. it feels like everything is very intentional with the like the way that the way they even move their eyes from like you know person to person, what they're looking at. It's just like it's very well staged, like a good stage play should be. And that's what it just feels like. It just feels like I'm just watching a really good stage play on the screen. It's like, okay, yeah. I like that. I, I can appreciate that, especially too. So and then, you know, Captain Kirk is like, you can just see why he became like such a you know, well loved figure. He's just very charismatic. And it's just like he has this way of like speaking to the camera or speaking to the people on the different characters. It's just like, Oh, that person has like his entire attention. And he just like is giving respect to them by really paying attention to them. I don't know if you picked up on that, but like that just seems very like, like a good leader would do. Mm -hmm. I, uh, there, there's a part in that, in that episode where Dr. McCoy starts thinking of girls too much. And Kirk just yells at him. Mm Mm-hmm. So basically it's like, you know, I look, I don't care. Get your head out of the clouds. We just lost a man. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and McCoy is his, like he, he uh, uh, McCoy, Kirk and Spock are, are the main characters. This is not like next generation where there are 12 stars of the show. These are the stars. This is the core of the show. And, um, and, uh, it, in, it, they are like, they are the best of friends, even though they'll kind of tease each other a lot, but he, like when he needs to be captain and get his people on, on point, he does. Mm-hmm. And then he talks, talks to him as a friend later that kind of, was like, well, I had to, sorry, I had to do that. We had to get you, get you back on, on course there. Right. And, uh, and so I, I yeah, like, uh, I love that. And um, like um, uh, Shatner's delivery is distinct and many of us, including me, will make fun of it at times. It was enormous pauses, you know, uh, but he's so solid in that role. And he's, he's like, um, you know, he's, uh, he, he kind of, he just, Every scene he, he he's in, he commands attention. 
he's very um he's very captain like he's very you know he's he's very good leader and um he's a, he's a good front man for the show because he's mm-hmm. he's he's likable he's relatable but he's also professional and in charge yeah and you know really the only experience i had of like seeing him on screen you know previously was really through what was it star trek generations the the tng and movie that brought kirk and picard to the same planet and everything yeah i'm sorry and, i mean it's <laughs> yeah it's not a great movie and you know the, the plot is like whatever but even then, like in that role, like even though he was like old and he's just, you know, like cooking bacon and riding a horse or whatever, he's, he's just like he's chewing up the scenery like he's actually putting like Patrick Stewart, like <laughs> completely like he's playing way over him. Like he commands that scenery. It's like, you know, he didn't even lose it as he got older. Like, I don't know. He's just a he's just like is a cool guy that you would just want to sit down with and just talk. And, you know, he's he's also the most amazing troll on twitter and i love him yes he's an absolute treasure um <laughs> who was it was a drinker um uh, for anybody who doesn't know the critical drinker is somebody you should watch on youtube um but uh uh will wheaton was being a whiny little jerk that he is on twitter and is like you know uh, William Shatner came on set and just come, you know, you know, completely disrespected me. And the critical drinker responded, I should certainly hope so. <laughs> <laughs> he did us all a favor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, but Shatner had an epic reply to it. <laughs> um, it was great. And, uh, it, it, anybody, anybody just mocking Will Wheaton on Twitter is somebody I like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just automatically. Automatically. Um, but uh, I think that's a cool idea. So is your plan to like, like uh, I, 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 I'm going to, are, are there, are, are you dropping enterprise <laughs> just straight away or I don't know. Yeah. I, I think what I'm just going to do is probably do the same thing and find like an episode list of that. Just the good ones, I guess, to see what the highlights are. I, I don't really know, but mostly this is all just preparation to, you know, better understand the Orville because obviously the Orville is the only Star Trek thing that's released for the last 20 something years. So clearly I have to, you know, give credence to that a little bit, but that's pretty much the plan. Just, you know, pick and choose the things that I like. I'll probably watch all through the original series. Cause it actually just seems like it's pretty good. I mean, I'm sure there's a few stinkers here and there, and I'm sure you'll let me know which ones are those are. I would hope at least. Oh, I, I have to rewatch them. I haven't re- I haven't watched them in ages. And so, oh, okay. uh, the, like the ones that are really, really good. I remember, but, uh, a lot of like episode two, uh, which I hear is one of the weaker ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember it at all. And, Interesting. Um, okay. And so, uh, yeah, it, it, and Next Generation is like that too. A lot of Next Generation I watched live um, when it was when it was being aired. Um, I, I mean, except for next, uh, except for the original series, all these shows I watched live. I, you know, oh I, okay. Uh, and um, and so that's why, like, I've watched the first season of Deep Space Nine since then, and so I, I have a really good rem- memory of first season of deep space nine but a lot of it i just remember high points and so yeah that's one one i'm gonna have to go through again so as i run across them i can tell you to skip them but i was surprised at how many really great episodes are in season one like real classics perfect um it's uh it's super yeah uh some great stuff but um 
Uh, for anybody who has not seen the Orville, I, you know, we, we perhaps should explain what it is um, because uh, like it, uh, the third season, it was on Fox, I think. And the third mm-hmm. season is going to be on Hulu. Uh, I avoided it because it is Seth MacFarlane and I do not like family guy at all. Right. And um, I did not know he sang. Uh, I'm now obsessed with his singing because he's amazing. I was um, he, shocked when you sent me like the one song that he sang. I was just like, how in the world is this that guy? Like his singing is fantastic. Yeah. And it's all, it's all, it's very, very Sinatra esque. In fact, he, he was trained by some of Sinatra's teachers. Oh, and, okay. And so it's all like standard style, but he, they're new songs, but they are very much in the style of Sinatra. And actually all of his album covers are riffs off of Sin- particular Sinatra album covers, mm-hmm. which is kind of, kind of great. But I, you know, there are not nearly enough people singing, uh, like, uh, uh, standards, old jazz standards, um, anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I'm all for it. And he has a great voice. Um, uh, but, um, yeah, so I avoided this and I just, I don't like the humor in, in family guy. And so it's like, I don't need more Seth MacFarlane in my life. Um, until you and uh, Nerd Roddick kept going on about it, and you kept going on about it, and I'm like, okay, these two people I trust. This is like, uh, like in, uh, like in Deep Space Nine when uh, the uh, when the Cleons get together and and says, you know, when your when your worst enemy and your best friend tell you the same thing, you need to listen. Um, uh, I don't know which one of that you are. <laughs> I was like, wait, two things. Okay, which one am I? And that sounded like a very, uh, you know, Ready Player One-esque, like, you know, reference there. It's like, it's just like that one scene in that show that you all it's like. like. This, it's a show you like. See? <laughs> See? Ah, I, I said the thing. <laughs> <laughs> you said the thing. You said the word Klingon. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's Klingons. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, apparently Seth MacFarlane wanted to run Star Trek, and they would not let him. Which, I mean... The way Star Trek's been going, right? Yeah, it's like, um, uh, oh, and I do, I do want to talk about. Well, we'll 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 make this part of the bro hang, the the public part of the bro hang, more Star Trek focused because I have another topic on that. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know. There's no rhyme or reason. Let's just keep going. Yeah. No. 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 Um. Uh. And so, instead, and this is what I knew about the show before I watched it. It is. It is a parody of star trek it's not but it's not it's a love letter to star trek with seth MacFarlane humor interspersed and um a lot of the jokes are really good but i i think after after about five four or five episodes they really figured out you know we're having more fun doing the star trek part of this instead of the parody part of this Mm mm-hmm and they really amped up the old-fashioned, episodic, sci-fi, smart sci-fi um, storytelling of of you know of, like of a ship out there, a space opera of a ship out there exploring the unknown. And one of the things, like um, like I was pumped about this is the, this is one of the problems with new new track is that everybody's miserable and everybody hates to be there. But there's like mm-hmm. this one, there's this one episode in, in Orville when they get to make first contact and everyone is visibly excited and saying stuff like, this is why we're here. Mm-hmm. 
And it's like, that's, that, this is the, this is the thing that, that sucks about all, all new Trek, all of it is that Star Trek has always been about what people can accomplish. That if we, if we, if we join forces, if we, if we get together, look at what we could do. It was for, it was a vision of the future of, of a united humanity um, accomplishing incredibly great things. There was such an incredible optimism about the show. And um, that is not a new Trek at all. All new Trek from discovery to Picard to everything is just look at how bad the future is. Everybody's miserable. And that's not the Orville, the, the Orville they're excited to be there. And I, and I love that. And, uh, the old ep- kind of episodic style. I love it. And, um, uh, I also, I, you know, I like that it, they're not the best crew. Right. And, um, <laughs> they're actually pretty terrible most of the time. Well, there was just one episode where like they get hit really hard and, and they're like, and, uh, the captain's like, you know, damage report. And they're like, okay, bulkheads here, here, and here. And Ensign, what's his name reports that he spilled coffee on himself. And he goes, he put that in the damage report. We need better people. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. But, but, but it's true. Cause the enterprise has always been the flagship of, of the Federation. Mm-hmm. And so it is the best of the best. Like there are, there's, there's no one better than Jordy. There's no captain better than Picard. You know, they are the best crew. And, uh, and you know, there's a worse crew. <laughs> you know, there has to be, and this is the worst crew. Um, uh, but that, like, one of my favorite jokes from the first first episode is when they're um, uh, uh, introducing Lamar, and and he's like, you know, oh, okay, yeah, good to meet you. And he goes, well, the last captain let us have soda on the bridge. Is that still cool? <laughs> <laughs> because that would be something I'm worried about. Exactly. <laughs> And it, it just feels like they took the the concept of like, I mean, in, in some ways, it's like the, the lower decks type episodes and everything where it's like the background characters and they made a show about it, but it's not a stupid show. It's still a clever show. And the situations that they come in, come with, come up with, like, wasn't there like an episode and it's been a while since I've watched these actually since yeah, the first time I started talking with you about it. But it's like, there's the one episode where they encounter the species that's like, only two dimensional and they try to enter the two dimensional yeah. space. Like, oh, I feel like I remember a TNG episode similar to that, but they really put their own like unique spin on it that I think was just like, we can actually accomplish now that now we have like the, you know, the CGI that we need to, in order to like actually present what that world would look like. But it's just, it's just yeah. really clever. Like that. And they even mentioned flat world. Uh, I, I don't know if you've read this novel, uh, flat world or sphere world was sphere world was the successor uh, written mostly because they did not like the way women were depicted in flat world. Uh, but, um, have you have you run across this at all? No, this is completely new to me. I don't know what you're talking about. It is a, uh, it is the story of a two dimensional, uh, world. Oh, okay. And this character in this world, uh, encounters a one dimensional society and he's trying to explain two dimensions to the one dimensional society. And then after that, a sphere 
finds the two-dimensional world, the flat world, and tries mm-hmm. to explain three dimensions to the two dimensions. Anyways, it was really quirky, quirky book by this ma- by this mathematician. They they then then wrote uh, somebody else wrote Sphere World, and I, I and, and part of it was because it you know it was. Um, uh, kind of updating some of the math uh, on it, but uh, it was there. There, there's a whole section about women in Flat World about how um, they are very, very sharp triangles. They're almost straight lines, and because of that, their brains are very small. Oh, I can see that would be problematic. Yeah, right. And so, in this book was like super popular, but in in schools and stuff. And so I think at some point they just uh, and who wrote it? Who wrote it? It was it was somebody well known who wrote Sphere World. I'm gonna look it up. Um, but uh, I think they just I think they just did it because it's like look we really we really do want to like still let people in school read this because you know it's it is a cool concept. But let's update it so that you know women are not. Anyways, it's really interesting concept, but like, yeah, as soon as I saw that episode, I was like, oh, this is like flat world. And they even brought up the book in in the show just as a kind of nod to, you know, it's like, yeah, this is where we kind of got the idea. Um, See, I've never even heard of this book, honestly. So it's just like, is this like a, like a deep science fiction type thing? I've never, never heard of this. No, this is like, this was, uh, okay. All right. So the original flat, Flatland, not flat world. Sorry, flatland, <laughs> sphere land. That's why I wasn't able to find it on. I was okay. like, that's why I can't find it on Peoples. Google. Peoples. All right. Um. Uh. Ed, all right. The original was Edwin A. Abbott in 1884. Uh, okay. And it's it's super short. And so uh, they made a flatland the movie. Holy smoke! I need that. And flatland to the movie sphere land. That's great. Um. Uh, where I'm trying, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be mad when I um, remember who wrote Spherland. Dionys Berger. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. That's quite yeah, the name. I remember. That. <laughs> Anyways, it's it's fun. Um, these books are fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like that's a. Um, I, I mean, it's like old old heavily mathematical sci-fi mm-hmm. that um was uh was was a cool concept and they and they really did a great job on that episode like that it was a cool situation it was a cool world there um the the problems and the you know the solutions were really neat uh, i really like that episode yeah yeah and it's like some of these alien species and everything that they're coming up with it's like obviously they're very similar. I mean, because, you know, you only have so many archetypes you can really draw from, but they're very similar to a lot of the types of alien races that appeared in, you know, Star Trek, but they really put a really good, like, spin on them to make it so, like, okay, they're not exactly copies, but yeah. they're just, they're, it's just a really good idea. Like, like I mean, the Mocklin Empire, for example, you know, all males, and then they keep building on this culture with, like, every single episode, well, not all males, I should say, but a primarily male species, and they just keep building on this culture. Like Spoilers! <laughs> Well, I mean, you find out in the second episode, so whatever. But right, yeah. Oh, and I and I should mention, I like uh, the first time I watched it, it was like you told me, and, it, I, and we should warn people. It's like you told me, okay, the third episode is about trans people, and I'm like, okay, I just I don't like it's no, I, I 
it is it is 2021. I do not want to deal because this is when I watched it. It's not 2021 now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like sick. I'm sick of this whole topic. I do not want to watch this. And like that's where I stopped for a little while, and I finally just skipped it because I, I kept going. It's like okay, I'll watch. No, I don't. I don't want to watch it. Um, it was really good. Mm-hmm. That episode was really good, and the whole the whole problem with it was um, these these Mocklins who are an all male society hatch an egg and it's a girl. And, uh, this is something that happens extremely rarely, but it does happen. And so, um, they want to give, give her a sex change operation like right away. And, um, so that she'll fit into Mocklin society and won't be outcast and all. And, um, it, it was a super solid episode of, uh, you know, of kind of these cultural expectations and, and all. And then the coolest part about it is that episode has, has effects that just keep continuing. Mm-hmm. And, um, there's, uh, there was one just extremely good episode about porn it, uh, and um, in, it, it, I mean, it was just a solid episode, but it, there was also some like really funny, like funny parts, like um, uh, the person downloading porn accidentally downloads a virus onto the ship and it, it, just hilarious stuff like that. But it was also a really, really good, uh, good examination of the topic, mm-hmm. but a well, lot specifically of that, the addiction thereof. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and a lot of that, it, it, are effects from that, that original, uh, that, that original episode. Um, and I was like, dang, that's like really like, I mean, taking hard looks at these, at these topics and not only, not only that, but like how they would affect people who won or lost this fight way down the road. You know, because it's not over just because the episode ends um, while still making it episodic, which um, uh, I, I, you know, I, I really liked the whole, uh, you know, single story season for a long time. And it got very old. And I want I want more of a balance and having an episodic mm-hmm. um, show is really, really good. And then so, the humor, let me tell you, like, I, I cannot tell you, like, there's two instances where I really basically just had to, like, completely pause the show because I was just laughing so much and I had to go and rewind. Uh, the one where the two, mock, uh, the Brutus, I can't remember his name, <laughs> whatever his name is, <laughs> Brutus, Bord, Bordus, whatever his name is. Bordus, yeah. But he, uh, the, the, the two guys, they get addicted to cigarettes, so they keep. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh, that, that episode was the best. <laughs> so they keep synthesizing these cigarettes and then they grow a mustache or something. I don't remember exactly. <laughs> I think the like mustache every- was separate, but like, okay. but yeah, like Bordis was like, cause there are no rules about smoking on the bridge because no one smokes. Like there's no, no smoking zones. And so <laughs> Bordis is on the bridge with a cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> oh my gosh. So like every those, single scene. <laughs> that happens. Those, yeah. Oh, those gosh. two okay so p- for people who don't know the mocklins are very much like though they act like cleons mm-hmm. very much and so and they're they're all male and so bordis and his husband are like it's like 
Worf bickering with himself. And it cracks me up. The mm. way they speak in that like all overly formal, very dramatic, you know. <laughs> oh, uh, they crack me up, both of them. Um, and I think they're great. And uh they uh I I I I still miss um uh what's her name? The uh security. Oh, uh Al- Alara Alara? Yeah. Yeah. Alar, yeah. Uh, uh you know, she she leaves I think in season 2ish, but mm-hmm. um I do miss her, but uh I think I just like the this is this is the thing. It's like you know, I mentioned earlier it's like on Voyager like they're so like I love the doctor and I like Tom Paris, but everybody else I really don't. I don't like Neelix and I don't like Janeway and I don't like Torres and I don't like Chakotay. Mm-hmm. I like everybody on this show. And um, that, uh, that goes a long way because that's, that's like, like the old TNG days where, okay, Wesley Crusher, no one liked Wesley. And um, we're all hated. We get it. <laughs> and, uh, but like, um, you know, Deep Space Nine Deep Space Nine was a little darker and it took you a while, but I liked everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, it's like they were, they were much more flawed characters and they were, uh, they were characters that, that were dealing with stuff, but I liked all of them and TNG. I liked everybody and this, this show, I like everybody and that that's going so far, um, that, uh, uh to just, uh, to seriously be interested in, in what, what everybody's doing and and how they're how they're solving these problems it's very cool mm-hmm. yeah i mean some more than others obviously the, the new security officer is kind of eh, at times yeah. but i'm assuming she'll eventually go into her own you know be an interesting character at some point but yeah whatever. they did one episode which was surprisingly touching where they they found a time capsule from basically our time period and they found an iphone in it oh gosh that episode was so good yeah and one of the one of the one of the crew members uh downloads the information from the iphone and creates like a holodeck version of this person's life and it is it was a remarkably powerful episode and uh i was uh, I, I I love that episode so much mm-hmm. and they uh yeah it's a really good show and yeah. um I'm well, I'm pumped about season three yeah I mean going with that episode the, the the really amazing thing they did with that episode is that they took this character who had been 95 percent of the time complete comic relief like yeah oh he's totally serious. the comic comic relief I mean mm-hmm. he everything he does is a joke yeah and yet the they, first the first time you see him, it's, it's hilarious. They're like, he's taking the captain to the ship and he opens a beer and, and Captain Mercer's like, are you drinking a beer? He's like, what? <laughs> yes. But the fact that they could even take that character and make like one of the best episodes of the show, like, oh my goodness. Like, yeah, it's got it, really good writers on this show. Right. You connect with him so much. And, and by the way, there's a ton of Star Trek people who work on this. Like the the first and I and I told you about this when I watched it the very first episode that I went from okay this is fine to this show is great was written by Brandon Braga who mm-hmm. was one of the people well he worked on he worked on several uh, series but his main contribution was was on Voyager but 
he had been in Star Trek for like something like 10 years there. In his episode, he uh, he directs a lot of the episodes, but his his episode felt like like I, I think I wrote you and I'm like this. I'm willing to bet that this plot was intended for Data and Crusher and Wesley in season one, and then okay. and then the Doctor left uh, uh, in season in for season two, and then came back, and by then it was kind of too late to do this episode. I'm willing to bet because it felt like it felt like such a uh, a, a next generation episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think yeah, that one in particular, that episode was like that's where like the show like really starts getting like really interesting because it's like oh okay, there is some continuity here, and even among the episodic stuff, but they're really willing to delve into these character dynamics in ways that you know, Star Trek never really could because they tried to do as much, I mean, other than Deep Space Nine and I guess some of Voyager, but that, 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 you know, vintage Star Trek couldn't really do because they were almost beholden to that, you know, episode or what, Monster of the Week type thing or, you know, Plot of the Week. And, you know, Roddenberry's philosophy being what it is, he definitely held people back in regards to, like, the conflict that the characters can actually feel, like, between each other, obviously. Yeah. So. Right, yeah. Yeah, the, and um, th- this was an episode where um, the doctor is a single mother of two, and um, she uh, she's going on vacation with her kids, and the uh, uh, the robot on the ship uh, uh, takes them, but they hit a uh, uh, some kind of you know singularity thing, and they crash land on this planet, and they're uh, they get separated, so the uh, the robot has to deal with the two uh, very poorly behaved children um and uh the mother separate and and it's it's ripe for comedy and there are some hilarious moments in there where like the very practical robot offers to kill the children for her uh because they're they <laughs> they're they're not behaving and she's like no you don't do that and he's like well it only makes sense you know <laughs> that's um, logical obviously <laughs> yeah but it turns out to be like it it turns out to be an episode about uh, about growing up. It's an episode about fatherhood. And, um, and uh, honestly, it's an episode about the need these children have for a father. Um, uh, I'm sure that there are a bunch of liberals writing for this show, even though they do like nerdrotic. So (laughs) maybe not. Um, but I'm sure they wouldn't put it like that, but that's what it is, is they need, uh, they need direction um, from uh, from a father, uh, you know, a father figure. And uh, it was great. It was a great episode. Um, there are a couple of uh, uh, atheist screed episodes that um, still are pretty entertaining. But it's mm-hmm. yes, Seth, yes, Seth MacFarlane. We're all impressed. You're an atheist, you know. <laughs> but even then, like there are some things where it's just like, but is he really? He seems to be a little bit more honest than some other people and actually dealing with like some of the arguments and ideas like he actually genuinely lets his characters wrestle with it, even if he necessarily like doesn't necessarily agree with them. And yeah. I'm thinking of particular what what is the the other alien race, the other big alien race called? I cannot remember. Um, oh, the bad guys, the bad guys. Yeah. What are they? I can't remember their names, but I I, I can't remember. But he's like really developing the religion and actually presenting like some 
interesting concepts, even though, you know, some, obviously it's a, a pastiche of like, you know, whatever religion that he hates, obviously. So, but he's like actually giving them an opportunity to argue their points on the show and actually like having the characters deal with, Oh, okay. Well maybe that's not such a bad point after all. And da da da. they're not completely yeah. evil. And I appreciate that at least that he's trying at least <laughs> to do a little Every, bit there. Yeah. There's some extended episodes where the Krill argue with captain Mercer about faith and captain Mercer always sounds like an idiot. He really does. Yeah. And I, I don't think that's intentional, but he does. Like, um, they bring up some really great points, even though they're evil. Uh, of course, uh, uh, Norm MacDonald is, uh, is, is in the show as, 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 as a, uh, slime. And, uh, he did record all of his season three before he died, thankfully, because mm-hmm. his character is pretty great. Surprisingly, um, the other yeah, comic relief. He, he literally is, uh, like a slime out of Dragon Quest that roams the ship and uh, is pretty hilarious. Um, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very, very solid show. Um, I was, I was going to, as, uh, as, as another topic is just now my favorite thing about new Trek is not at all watching new Trek but watching people on YouTube watch new Trek and get angry. <laughs> and uh, this is, this that is what I watch. Right. So like Nerdrotic is a big one uh, that I love Nerdrotic's channel. Uh, Friday night tights, by the way, there's a lot of language. Uh, and so don't play it with the kids, but Friday night tights is pretty much my favorite thing uh, on YouTube. It's um, them just live streaming for like four or five hours and being hilarious and complaining about Star Trek and Doctor Who uh, and getting oh, mad gosh. about it. And Doctor it's Who. great. It's great. Um, you you t- you turned me on to, to Red Letter Media and Picard, like, I think broke them. Like, I like <laughs> yes. those last two Picard episodes, I'm like, they're incoherent. Mm-hmm. It's like the editing is all over the place. And I'm like, I really think their brain is broken. Like, like they they watch this show and and their the brain just collapsed in on itself and they don't know how to do video anymore it's apparently so but i mean just just listening to exactly what happened in this last couple episodes well, i yeah. honestly cannot blame them <laughs> well yeah the whole point i i know they're trying to do like this artistic take about this is how ridiculous this this ridiculously stupid this show is and it really is mm-hmm. um but like and, and and how it how it doesn't make any sense and how it's all thrown together, but it's it's like y'all like <laughs> y'all be cons- consuming way too much of this, guys. Y'all take a break and watch something good. Yes. It's like Nerd Nerdrotic always has a palate cleanser where he watches a bunch of Babylon Five mm-hmm. in between uh, in between bad things, and uh, that's Which what you perfect. need to do. Yeah, yeah. you need to watch something gr- like like uh, I'm. I'm all for like picking a bad show and like going through it. It's, uh, I, I, you know, but yeah, you gotta have something good in between (laughs) (laughs) the bad has to have some standards. I mean, come on. Right. Hopefully the Orville season three, isn't going to be our bad. (laughs) Gosh, I, I don't know how he can like ruin it at this point. I I mean, I guess, okay. Well, I I guess there are ways he could ruin it. Absolutely. 100%. But like he's got such a good track record he's, with these two seasons. Right. I mean, and McFarlane is not woke. He, mm-hmm. uh, he, he, 
Um, well, I mean, like during his little his little uh, uh, COVID streams, um, he he like, he he mocked Gal Gadot's Imagine song. Oh, okay. And so like, like this, that's really promising. It's like if if you realize that that was a really stupid idea, then that's good. Like, uh, if you realize how bad that was, then then you've got some sense left in you. Um, a little bit at least. Just yeah, a little, just a few cents. And so, uh, yeah, I'm uh, hopefully not, but um, yeah. So I like uh, I uh, during Picard, I would I would like wait. I would like wait for the nerdrotic. Mm-hmm. video to hit and i like knew what day it was and i would like i would, like keep going to youtube and reloading it's like is it here yet and um but it was always a little disappointing when you'd see like oh this is a runtime for like an hour oh man what does he have to say for an hour and then he's like i'm I'm giving you like seven minutes and then i'm just gonna read all the super chats there and i'm like ah yeah come on oh yeah <laughs> You can always skip like the last hour of a nerdrotic stream. Easy, mm-hmm. easy. Cause it's super, it's just super chats. He, he reads all of them. Yes. Um, but yeah, no. Um, uh, was that, I, I think Picard was the show that made him so mad. He broke his monitor. <laughs> yes. I think that's what he said. Like he like hit it or something. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was like, he threw something and hit it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is fair. Um, you know? Yeah. So I like, I'm, like I've, I've suddenly become kind of self-conscious and this is the reason I bring this up that like, I don't like watching this crap, but I really like people reviewing it and saying how bad it is. Mm-hmm. And is that something wrong with me? Doctor, doctor, Dr. Hinch and dad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that's a problem, then I have the exact same sickness because I've been doing the same thing with, you know, doctor who, and yeah, I do the Doctor, Doctor Strange too. too. So oh the oh the Doctor Strange the Doctor Strange streams were great of uh, people just recapping what yes. they heard and saw and that that pile of of poo of a movie that uh, that that movie that Amber Heard would have left on a bed. Um, <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> that was for you, Josh. You can you can deal with that one as you wish. <laughs> I've also been watching the Amber Heard trial, so <laughs> which but, I'm sure uh, is extremely entertaining. Honestly, like, oh no! Like, I, I, and I'm not watching the whole thing, but I watched Johnny's testimony. I watched Amber's testimony, and it was spectacular. Um, but uh, but no, like. Um, I really think like this is this is the one of the things that I've totally been roped into is like this YouTube um, pop pop culture community. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and uh, like like an adult, you know, I don't like giving the disclaimer that I don't agree with everything these people say. Obviously, I don't because this is what adults do. Um, But uh, it, it is it makes the badness fun and and it's like it's it'd be so easy to get depressed about everything like Di- disney's particular is doing holy smokes uh, thank goodness i'm not a halo fan oh, i gosh, mean yeah though you poor you poor halo fans have just y'all have had a run of it and um i feel bad for you and uh um <laughs> but uh yeah, it's it, it's like it, it it could be such a downer and like um 
when, when Star Trek came back and it was so bad, it was, it was a downer for me, but this is like, it, it's it, watching these videos is like, no, you know, no, we're, we're not the crazy ones. Mm -hmm. This stuff is really horrible. Uh, and, uh, these funny people are going to mock it for a while, which is exactly. also why you should, you should watch like critical drinker. Uh, uh, critical drinker is legitimately a great, uh, it's kind of like, okay, it's like, kind of like I, I, you saw the, uh, angry video game nerd earthbound episode, right? It's been a little while. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's like at the end, you're like, that was a profoundly great review of this game. Mm -hmm. Like he got it. Like he he understood this game and, and it's like that with the drinker it's it's like you know he uh i you know he's gonna make some jokes about drinking and tatiana and um yes. and stuff but uh but he he gets it he gets it and so mm -hmm. it, it is fun like connecting with with these people on on youtube that's like no we're not the crazy ones and here's a good time while we make fun of the stupid dr strange movie which is horrible as i understand it I haven't seen it. I'm not going to. You saw it. I, I did see it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I can't remember if it was the the stream I sent you where they spent like six hours breaking it down. But I, th I think they described yeah. it as like the, the Ralph Boner of, you know, Marvel movies. <laughs> like the entire thing is just the Ralph Boner of Marvel movies. I'm just like, that's, <laughs> yep. That's exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. Especially with the Illuminati. Oh. That was ridiculous. Oh, gosh. Oh, uh, like, and, and, and every time it's like, okay, we know, we know the tide is changing, but it's mm -hmm. going to take two years for the tide to work itself out. Um, that's just, you know, like the, the stuff they like, well, you can see it like in the new episode, the new season of Picard is they clearly, when they started the season thought that Trump was going to be president mm -hmm. because it's all about, you know, uh, this, uh, this dictator in charge of the country and, and all these bad things are happening to America. And it's like, well, all those bad things are happening in America. Guess who's in charge? Hey, mm -hmm. it's not Trump. Um, uh, but you know, it, it takes that long to work. Like the movies being made today are not going to be seen, see the light of day until 2023, 2024. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, the she Hulk trailer just hit. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh my gosh. It's like, <laughs> this is what I don't understand. Like, I, like we want rewatch Jurassic Park. Holy smokes, the CGI is great. Mm -hmm. It's legit great. And then we watch Lord of the Rings. It's like, dang, this this movie looks so good. How is CGI worse? It's been twenty years. Like we obviously have better computers now. Why is it worse? And I, I mean, obviously the answer is they're being cheap. And right. uh, uh, you know they're. Um, and they're hiring they're they're hiring low pay people to do all their movies and all of their shows. Well, um, I feel like I've seen YouTube videos like YouTube creators actually do CGI like better than what I'm seeing from this trailer for this movie or for the show that's supposed to be on like you know one of the top streaming services in the world. Like oh my goodness! Like yeah, like <laughs> when YouTubers can beat you like at your own game. I mean maybe maybe I don't know maybe you're making some bad decisions. Somebody pointed this out. All right. As of last month, Avengers Endgame is three years old. Hmm. Marvel has not put out a single good product in three years. And we can even argue 
about Endgame, and, honestly. Endgame was not very like no. Endgame. Like Endgame was one of those movies. It's kind of like Avatar. Like I walked out of the theater, I was like, "That was something. That was really good." And then later, I'm like, "That was not actually very good at all." I think I was distracted by lights and colors because that movie was kind of bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Endgame had a great fight scene at the end, most of it. Um, but it was not a good film. And, uh, uh, yeah. And so it's like everything they've done since then has been like at best mediocre, Mm -hmm. um, at worst, really bad and, uh, uh, and, and and offensive even, um, I, and like, that's, it's amazing to me. And then they, then they pump out, I was like, and now we have she Hulk and, and everybody's looking, I was like, are you serious? This is. This is what you came up with because Gamora's green. She looks great. Yeah. Like you've done green before. <laughs> it's like everything's right there. You, it's, it's like a kid playing T-ball. Honestly, the ball is right there. It's, it's on the tee. You could hit this out of the park. You could get a grand slam, but no. Yeah. No. I, I know that. Yeah. They, her, her normal person personality is very very small and that that's true to the comics which i understand but mm-hmm. it's like maybe you know maybe y'all should like think about like the old hulk series where they had two actors like one for big hulk and one for tiny bruce banner mm-hmm. maybe i should think about like hiring lou Faringa again be, be she hulk he's great guys is he still alive last i saw him he looked great yeah i i, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed I, to know these things. I never watched the old Hulk series. Come on. That was like way before my time. Oh, you should. It's uh it's it's cheese and it's fantastic. He is still alive. He is 70 years old. Oh, but okay. yeah, they had um Lou Fringo uh uh play Hulk. And um so he shows up places. He's um uh he, he's just He's just, just this ripped dude, and he was great. And so, mm-hmm. like they they would have they would show like Bruce Banner, like ah ah, and then they would you know cut away, and then Lou Fringo would jump up and tear his shirt off, and it was fantastic. It was great stuff. Yeah, was, I mean, you think that'd be cheaper to be able to have like two separate actors, and you could film at the same exact time, basically. You would think. I don't know. Well, they complain that they have a shortage of CGI artists. It's like, well, do more practical stuff then. Like, this Mm -hmm. isn't hard. Like, if you don't have enough CGI artists to do a thousand CGI shots, then work out some practical ways because it looks better anyways to do 500 of them. Yeah. And then you need half the – literally half the CGI artists or or the ones you have can spend twice as much time on the ones – on the shots you have. I'm, um, I'm quite a big fan of practical effects. I would agree with that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's what we have to look forward to. Um, I'm mm-hmm. I, I I am sorry that you had to to suffer through uh, the Doctor. Is this of this phase? Have you seen the other films? Black Widow uh, or Shang Chi? I, didn't, I did Eternal. not watch Shang Chi. I did not watch Black Widow. I did not watch the Eternals. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed the Friday Night Tights episodes on all of those. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I think I listened to the EFAT <laughs> people about that. Yeah, the every yeah, time oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for all of the different movies, and they're just like this. Just doesn't make sense. It's like we can take bad as long as it's kind of logically bad, but 
when it just doesn't make any sense. This is like, there's just no way you can get into the movie. The spectacle is not going to be enough. Well, look, I mean, Iron Man two, Thor two, these movies weren't great, but they did fine. Mm-hmm. Cause they, they existed in the world and they advanced the plot and you know, they, they were part of the universe and we were all fine with it. It's like, mm-hmm. it, it, but yeah, these now it's like, this is just, this is, is seriously bad. And, um, Oh man, to be back, like, to be back in a time when Iron Man three was considered the worst of the movies. Oh my goodness. Right. You know, <laughs> uh, in, in it, in it all happened. Like, uh, like take a look at this people. Like when Disney took over, uh, because Disney took over after Ultron. So the first two phases were not Disney. And then starting in phase three, like, uh, so, uh, 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 what was it? Uh, civil war was already, was already wrapped when Disney took over. Like it was, I, I, it may still been filmed. They were in editing or something when Disney took over. So that like, that was a really good film in phase three, but it, it, it really was kind of being worked on already. And then you have Infinity War. And beyond that, the movies have not been as good. No. And and after Endgame, they've been all bad. Um, even like I'm like, look, I I Ant-Man was fine. It wasn't that great of a film, but it was fine. Like, you know, okay. phase yeah. phase three stuff was fine, but it was it didn't have the punch of 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 prior stuff. And so there, there really was only a couple of great films in phase three and beyond. Um, but yeah, this is something like, uh, like I, I didn't even really notice at the time until I looked back at the films and I could, I could clump them together as it's like, okay, yeah, this is obviously after Disney and this is obviously pre Disney. Yeah. And I don't even know. I mean, are we <laughs> going to get into the Spider-Man conversation? <laughs> should should we put that should we put that to 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 bro hang two part no bro hang two the prequel <laughs> patreon only look at people like y'all have suffered through us a lot because we are your favorite guest absolutely on the show we know number one to number two we yes we we have seen the polls and i'm going to be honest with you after number two, there's a pretty big gap to number three. Like it's not close. Um, I'm sorry, but it's the truth. <laughs> but being a patron is even more fun. And so, if you're not a patron already, then um, then you're a freeloader. And uh, <laughs> and I mean, it's fine. It's fine. But you know, it's just five dollars. <laughs> Don't you have five dollars? It doesn't even have to be five dollars. I think I'm actually doing three. I need to up it. Um, <laughs> it, it there's, like there's there's no minimum. Like it says, it was suggested five. You can undercut that. Like seriously, they don't even care. Like they've never brought it up to me. Uh, I really should up that. It's been a long time. <laughs> Oh, you don't know about the the super secret show, like the not bro hang super secret show. <laughs> Whoops. There's yet there's yet another uh, brochacho lounge. 
That's the the five dollar uh the five dollar brochachos. Um the beefy five layer brochachos. The beefies. Yes. Yeah, the beefy, the beefy boys. Um <laughs> with an eye. I uh <laughs> Oh gosh. Oh dear. <laughs> Uh, so all that being said, uh, you do need, uh, you, you need, you should become patrons because, um, uh, you get even more great content like this. This is, uh, this is more like, this is more like a bro hang actually is. I'm pretty it's sure they of- are not putting this on the main feed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is not going out to the public. <laughs> Don't we, can't we demand that? We like pay them money. You, you more than me. Like. Well, you know how he had to, you know how Josh had to get the little, like the beep sound for Colin's episode. I feel like there's going to be a little (laughs) bit of that going on here. What did I say? (laughs) (laughs) I do. I do. In the, in the, in in the next segment, I do need to talk about what I get in trouble with on bro, on, on bro hangs, because it's not what I expect. (laughs) Russia. Yemen, nah. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> but if you never mind, never mind. <laughs> um, uh, all right. What 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 do you say? Let's. Uh, what should should we end it? Should we end it here and then come back? Are you up? Are you up to come back? Because I'm having a blast. Right, let's just keep going. Yeah, do it. Okay. All right. We're gonna. We're, I'll stop. I'm gonna stop the recording. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. We. Uh, I need a drink. Um. <laughs> this is sober. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so Josh, we've done what we came to do. Now, what should they do? You keep beat, break, uh, beatboxing your backlogs, <laughs> find mutual benefits in your finances. I don't know. <laughs> mutual finance, banking. I, I'm not really sure. <laughs> Uh, beat down bag logs, break down <coughs> benefits, and box a beaver. I don't know. <laughs> all the bees. Do all the bees. This has been 100% sober. We're going to come back with drinks. Or at least I am. <laughs> all right. We'll be back. <laughs>